Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Welcome, everybody. Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 250. Hard to believe. Cause for celebration because 250, that is roughly five years. I mean, if you don't carry the two. So anyway, uh, we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and you know what? We're not pastors; we're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. That's why we have this roundtable discussion. And our No Church Answers thirty-minute video show can be streamed on our Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. So subscribe, hit the like button, and leave a comment. Uh, and preach the word TV broadcast the show also Saturdays at 8 a.m. in WYGA in Atlanta. So, of course, our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate the podcast and leave a review. And what we do here is we're just guys, but we take a spiritual a Bible lesson, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School lesson, uh, scripture, and then we kind of update it and we put a man's spin on it um, and apply it to the ch- challenges that we have in our everyday lives. So at this point in time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce the panel. He is a former world-class policy writer and a current professional gambler. That's the show producer, Mr. Steve Ditch. Hello, Hello Steve. Hey, Steve. He is a former prosecutor and attorney Kind of the group historian, we call him the judge. That's Michael Cropper. Hey, Michael. Hi, Hi, guys. And he is on a field trip, I would guess, but in an excused absence. That would be the professor, professional trainer, Robert Koshu. He's in Iowa. You know, he sent some pictures from uh, the Field of Dreams. So he is on a Field of Dreams trip. Field of Dreams trip. So He does a lot of dreams. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. well this, one, this one he's doing in a field. That's right. So that, is, right. An, that is an excused absence. And my name is Bill Cox. And basically, I am an uh, indie filmmaker, writer kind of guy. Um, and I work as a contractor. Uh, to pay for said writing and indie filmmaking uh, endeavor. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. And this one is, you know, this is familiar to everybody. But as we go through our seasons of life, we unpeel things like an onion. It, it, may, it will be different to a younger person or a, in different phases. And I'm going to go ahead and just uh, start with uh, an overview from our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Yes, it's a very familiar parable. It's the parable of the sower, sowing seeds. And, um, well, what happens where, you know, where those seeds fall? And, of course, we, we want to be uh, the fertile ground for seeds that we want seeds to fall in our hearts. And we'll, we'll look at this and, and look at some of the symbolism and allegory of this parable uh, a lot of people think that it's it, it ties to some predestination, 
Uh, I don't think it does, and I'll, if we talk about it, I'll, I'll say why when we get to it. Oh, awesome. And uh, Judge. All right, folks, just a little bit of background on, on Jesus and uh, a little bit about him. I, I, and I will not lie, I took it from Pastor Kevin, whoever he is from the Internet. Oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, folks, this is a setting for Jesus before he tells us a parable that, parable that Bill and Steve have alluded to. Uh, rumors about a miracle worker from Nazareth have been swirling around the city. For weeks, some said he was crazy. Others believe he is a messiah. And the religious leaders claimed he was possessed by a demon. But no one doubted the miracles he performed. A paralyzed man was able to walk. Insane people were cured of their evil spirits. The blind received their sight. And all kinds of sick people were made well. All that, he did verify the message about the kingdom of God was at hand, which he was, which he was preaching. Now, while everyone was welcome to listen and respond to his teachings, Jesus' target was an audience with the poor and the marginalized. However, one other thing that made him different from the other prophets and teachers of the day was his respect for women and their respect for him. And you will see that when Bill reads the text in a moment. Uh, among his followers were women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom in seven demons had been cast out. Johanna, the wife of Chusa, who was the manager of, of Herod's household. Susanna and many other women. These women helped to support his ministry out of their own means. Uh, folks, now, I, I, the reason I'm bringing this up because we don't pay a lot of attention too many times unless it happens to be part of our text that women were a part of the ministry back then. And uh, remember, Rabbis usually did not believe that women should be teachers or scribes. They had difficulty accepting women as prophets as well, even there were some in the uh, Old Testament. Yet, anyway, this rabbi Jesus has women as some of his closest followers. Now, in today's text, Jesus will use a parable to convey a message about four different people whose hearts will determine how close they walk with the Lord, as Steve has mentioned to us. This is a very famous teaching. It's centered around agricultural farming, which uh, Bill likes to talk about from time to time. And this is called the parable of the sower, as Steve mentioned. But I, I like to call it the parable of the soils because Jesus likens the success of the seed planted to the different types of soil it lands on. Bill? And I'll go ahead and I'll read uh, this particular passage. This is uh, from the message. Uh, this is Luke 8. He continued according to plan, traveled to town after town, village after village, preaching God's kingdom, spreading the message. The twelve were with him. There were also some women in their company who had been healed of various evil afflictions and illnesses. Mary, the one called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, Joanna, wife of Chusa, Herod's manager, and Susanna, along with many others who used their considerable means to provide for the company. As they went from town to town, a lot of people joined in and traveled along. He addressed them using this story. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Some of it fell on the road. It was tramped down and birds ate it. Other seed fell in the gravel. It sprouted but withered because it didn't have good roots. Other seed fell in the weeds. The weeds grew with it and strangled it. 
other seed fell in rich earth and produced a bumper crop. Are you listening to this? Really listening? His disciples asked, why did you tell this story? He said, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. There are others who need stories, but even with stories, some of them aren't going to get it. Their eyes are open, but they don't see a thing. Their ears are open, but they don't hear a thing. This story is about some of those people. The seed is the word of God. The seeds on the road are those who hear the word, but no sooner do they hear it than the devil snatches it from them so they won't believe and be saved. The seeds in the gravel are those who hear with enthusiasm, but the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad, and the moment there's trouble, it's gone. And the seed that fell in the weeds, well, these are the ones who hear, but then the seed is crowded out and nothing comes of it as they go about their lives worrying about tomorrow, making money and having fun. But the seeds in the good earth, these are the good hearts who sees the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there is a harvest. You let me let me work something. Uh, Bill, you read there a third perspective. I always saw this as two perspectives: those who who hear the word and are provided an exp- and those who are providing explanation. Now, what I understood was I was told, and what I grew up believing was that it was always Jesus was providing it in a mystery and parable, so that the scribes, the Pharisees, and the people who who thought they knew everything would find it a mystery and hard to understand, right? And then there, and then he provides explanation to his disciples. Zero, the third category in there, and you said some people need illustrations to get this message, and some people won't understand, and some people will not. Well, I personally get things when they're described in a picture better than I do other things. So that, to me, is a third category. Maybe you guys have always I, known that, but I never really paid attention to that until we read this well, now. Well, I, I don't know about the Pharisees. I think, I think these were stories in plain terms that any of his listeners could understand. I mean, they all knew about farming. They all knew about how to sow seeds and what happens. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think the interpretation comes, well, yeah, Jesus, we kind of get the whole idea, but what, what was good? they want? They want the you know they want the study notes with that. Well, yeah, that, that, well, they want the spiritual side of it. And, They've and, come to believe that and, by now, haven't but, they? But I was I was going to say, and I'm going to I'm going to and, and feel free to disagree with me, but but um, some some theologians see see this as as seeds falling on fertile ground on those being the ones God chose to mm-hmm. hear the word or and and everything else is just so it's know, almost predestination yes is yes, that right I, yeah i think okay. there's a, a lot of uh, i think in some cases theologians or or those turn to this parable to this but i, I see it a little different from that i see i i see these four four examples as personality types mm-hmm. or as as people at a certain point in their spiritual lives Mm-hmm. Um, both inside and outside the church. This is this is not something that necessarily can be about unbelievers. 
um, you know, who, are, who are experiencing Jesus for the first time and hearing the gospel for the first time like seeds and, and they're taking root. I think, I think we're in the church. We've got to renew this time and time again. And as we go back, and, and, and of course I'll defer to, to, to Bill on this because he was a farmer, um, you've got to cultivate soil. Uh, you've got to, if things are going to grow, you've got to clear it out. Uh, you've got to get the weeds out. And, you know, we go back to, you know, our old weeds of the world, mm-hmm. fruit of the spirit uh, discussions we've had. But you've got to clear that out. You've got to fertilize it, cultivate it, dig it, work at it. And mm-hmm. then it begins to to grow. Um, and that's the heart. That's that. I think the whole analogy is these these four examples are different types of hearts on which the word is going to fall. Um, I, I brought some notes here just to kick it off. I, I, we, we got, um, we got the, the, the seed that's falling on the hard path and the birds are gobbling up. That's, that's the closed mind. I, I'm, you know, they, they, they know about the Bible. They hear the Bible. They hear, they, you know, they, they, they hear about it. They're just not interested. It's just, it's just they're not spiritual. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're rationalists. They're existentialists. Uh, they may not be bad people also. I, I, I don't want to, you know, Satan, Satan plucks the word away, but they could also be just in the world, and that's what the world does. So they, they're not necessarily bad people or evil people. They're people whose just minds are closed uh, against the word. I was number one, and I you're, think I've you, shared you with can, you guys that. I, I grew up in Baptist Temple in the Heights, and 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 forgive me for interrupting, but yeah, I, no, no, yes, that, please, yeah, yeah, no, said, no, no, no. I grew up at the Baptist Temple. And I heard the preacher, and the Holy Spirit tugged in my heart many, many times. But I was having a Paul. I was playing in, in rock groups, <laughs> and, uh, and Bill likes to think I was wild. But uh, I was having a ball, and I did not want to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I, but I could every every time I went to Sunday Sunday church, uh, when he gave the invitation for us to accept the Lord and walk forward, I had to fight it. Mm-hmm. It was there, and I did that till I was 19 years old, and finally I gave in one day and and accepted it. But but no, uh, the hard part of my life was not that I didn't want to accept Christ. I knew Him. I even prayed, but I did not want to commit to Him. So I prayed, went to Sunday school every Sunday morning, church, but I did not want to commit to the Lord uh, because I saw that as as limiting my liberty. Yeah, I was definitely there myself back in my <laughs> college days and post-college days. That, that was not something at all I was interested in. Once I was out of high school, got to a Catholic high school, I, I, I saw you talk about liberty. This is like, I'm done. Well, I was um, interested in wine, women, and song. Oh. That, in that oh, order. Nice. And, uh, not, uh, maybe <laughs> women say, first. Maybe not ladies necessarily first, in that <laughs> Anyway. You know what's uh, to me is interesting about this parable is that he didn't uh, he didn't pick a war come in where a general comes in and it wipes everybody out and then the people then the meek take over and everything he didn't pick it that he picked no. farming and, mm-hmm. and let me I just want to just make sure that everybody knows if you want something quick to happen don't be a farmer yeah buddy no I I I, yes. I, I, I mean serious <laughs> yeah. it's work. It's dedication, it's toil, it's wanting something. Even even the seeds that fall on the good ground, that ground has been tilled and been put into perfect seed rows. 
the corn is planted and it's on a little bed of fertilizer in a cocoon of soil that is the perfect pH for it. If you can't grow corn like that, then you're just not a farmer. Your chance of failure is basically close to zero um, on that. But when you're talking about throwing out random seeds, that's just throwing out stuff that you don't necessarily care about. And we did that. It was called a cover crop. Mm -hmm. After our crops mm -hmm. were uh, harvested, we would throw, we would put like rye or whatever on there. I mean, stuff that we, we, we weren't going to harvest anyway. And so we literally threw it everywhere. Why, why did you do that? Why did you follow up the main crop okay, with a, because with a, a cover crop? We would leave the trash or which we would call stalks once we get the com take the corn or whatever we grew on that. We would leave that there to plow into the ground. However, that stuff's dead, okay? You put a cover crop on there, something that grows really fast like rye, it'll come up in like... 15 days. It'll, it'll, I mean, it'll come up quick. And so when you go through the winter, you have this nice green stuff that you're plowing under. So you're giving the, you're, you're replenishing the nutrients of the ground. You know, that's what you're but doing. But you didn't have to worry about when you, okay, so we you turned your main crop under, did that obviously must have killed it. Someone who's well, not a farmer already, didn't understand that. We already got everything that was of value off of it. But what I'm saying, okay. though, is this. If that dirt is us as people, we have a chance. This season might be done. We have a chance the next time season begins, next time we hear the word. So, um, And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up, number 250. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Uh... We're talking about the sower and the seeds, and uh, go back to uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Yeah, so we talked about the, the seeds that fell on the, the path and the hard ground. Then, then you got the seeds that fall on, on the rocky ground, and, and this, is, this is someone we all know, the dabbler, the, the, the guy who gets all excited about the latest new thing uh, and, and dives into it wholeheartedly for about two weeks. Uh, but they'll know everything all about it. <laughs> You've it's, got a date on it. I knew guys in college who would switch their major every semester. Uh, they weren't paying for it. Well, so they're easily excited. Excited but easily distracted. <laughs> and, and when it comes to, these are, uh, these are the people, you know, they're mostly, and I shouldn't, shouldn't rag on it, but they're mostly young because this is what you do when you're 
I mean, I'm sure, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I, ne I never did it with, with spirituality, but uh, it's, you know, you're going to be a Buddhist for a while or into Taoism or yeah. Kabbalah and, you know, everything because it's exotic. It's, it's not something you've grown up with every week and every, oh, it's new. It's, it's got a whole new thing. And, and I think that happens. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I, I, but, but when you get down to later in life and you can't commit to something, um, it, it can be a problem. <laughs> And it certainly can be a problem if you're if you're trying to come to Christ, and if you're if you're just going to dabble and not get into the to, to, got into the to, into the Word. Yeah, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. <laughs> that's a that, yeah. that's kind of a great saying. But I always thought of my own faith. Um, I, I I've always been selfish about it. My my own faith walk. Uh, it was it was precious and special to my grandfather and my dad and it it, it, it just it just kind of is to me too and the stories are the same from the bible they're, they're the same ones that i studied when i was a kid however the differences are amazing and how they apply to my life now as opposed to when i was in my kid i was a kid or i was in my 20s or whatever all that stuff is much different it means a lot more it's a lot deeper and i think about my own path and if you're blown by the winds of change it's kind of like taking a sailboat down the river you will be blown from riverbank to riverbank i i look at my own faith journey i i'm in a canoe uh i'm much slower than the sailboat and it's all because of my own effort but I will not be blown far off, of course. It's just not going to happen. And, and it's my own effort. It's my own discipline. It's my own reverence. It's special. And that's kind of the way I, I, I view it. So. I would agree with Steve. Steve uh, gave, uh, by the way, Steve gave a synopsis of these, his, his opinion, and they're very, very, very good. As he read it to you, he says, uh, and, and, and the one we're talking about is the person, the, the shallow believer who, whose seed falls on rocky soil. And I wrote down, uh, just like, like Steve says, he gets excited and he makes choices and decisions on his feelings. And folks, you, as you know, if you're any age at all, teenagers tend to do that. But as you get older, you learn you cannot go by your feelings. You have to be consistent whether things are up or whether things are down. I said the reason he did this was he had friends who became Christians, so he followed them. Uh, he prays, but he does not study the Bible or tries to grow in faith. Fellowships with his other believers. Does the right things also, which Steve and Bill both alluded to, I think. He works on Sunday if the opportunity to make money arises, and he has no roots. So when trials and tribulations come, he has nothing he can hold on to. And I can tell you, he gets laid off work or his car breaks down and he has not saved any money. So he gets bitter and he stops attending church. I'll fix you, God. You know? <laughs> right. He didn't shake his fist at God. But he says, OK, well, if God's not going to work for me, I'm not going to work for him. Right. right. But anyway, I think that's you're going to punish him. God. I'm yeah, punch really. Yeah. But we yeah. learn later we can't do that. Right? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to 
worship you this yeah, week. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you, take you, that. you hurt my feelings, so right. I'm not going this Sunday. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, all right, all right. Those are just my feelings, folks. Just thoughts about what Steve has commented on. So, Steve, so we got we got the next. I mean, next one is kind of close to the dabbler. Uh, it's the seeds that fall in the thorns and get, and and even if they start to grow, they get choked out by other things. This is this is the distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, almost someone. Uh, I was going to go to church on Sunday, but the office called. Um, yeah. Oh man, the Marvel movie, the new Marvel movie opened up. I gotta go see that. Yeah, that's right. I, that's right. Um, it can only be Sundays, or, right? You know, that's yeah, when you have the time, and, right? And, or, or even so, or even so. Oh, you know, it's a. I, I really wanted to help out at the church barbecue, but uh, something came up, and and church tends to get always get the low priority, and and we kind of talked about this when we've done done podcasts on the Sabbath and the importance of going to church. And we kind of said, you know, you may not always get to church every Sunday. Things are going to get come up. But mm-hmm. the point is, don't get in the habit of making church the last thing on your calendar. Yeah. Uh, or the first thing that gets bumped when mm-hmm. something else comes up. Put it on there and make a commitment. And and that, I think, is uh, the illustration here. Um, you, you, the the person who, who but all in pimps to and purposes is an outward Christian, but never quite, um, you know, makes the effort at it, and and the 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 consequence is the they 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 just they just fall away, M- miss it, <laughs> miss church when you don't go, and the only way to really miss it is if while you do go, you participate fully and have a religious experience so when you don't go do you miss it or do you not then you can evaluate your your walk Mm -hmm. um if if you don't miss it and you've been going regularly well it's just not it's just not you and i i i mean i i don't and when i'm talking to you fellows here i mean i don't begrudge anybody it didn't it's not helping your life or or whatever hey i mean i i'm i'm fine with it um you know but i think when people go to church and they spend the time participate Put something into it. You will get more than you can imagine out of it. And so when you do go to a ball game or whatever, and this is what happens to me, I don't miss. I don't necessarily miss church if I go to a Sunday game or I have a get together and I have to. I have to miss church on Sunday. I don't miss it necessarily then. I miss it on Monday. Mm-hmm. And what I miss about it is the fact that it kind of gets me centered. And so when I'm ready to hit hit it on Monday, I'm ready to go again. I'm charged up, I'm ready to go. Whereas when I don't go to church, I start that Monday on like a half a tank is kind of how it is to me. And it just reminds me, not to throw another 
old folksy thing. My grandpa, I asked him, why do you go to church every week? He goes, well, it straightens me up and it lasts about seven days. <laughs> and if you knew him, there's a lot of times it didn't make it anywhere close to seven. <laughs> well, the thorny soil, I, I like to repeat that, which Steve talked about a little bit. It's, it's, um, it fell among thorns, stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. Those are opposites, folks. You got First of all, you start off with life's worries, and that's whether you, uh, when you're working, when you have a job, when you get laid off, you worry about whether or not you're going to be able to pay your bills. Your family gets sick. Your children get sick. You worry about whether or not they're going to get well. You get COVID and you wonder if you're going to be one of the number, the statistics, right? Um, I, I think the person who is, who is the seed that falls on thorny soil is actually a good person. He's good. He has a good heart. He accepts the gospel and he becomes a Christian and because it says, it clearly says he hears the word. He goes to church and participates, and like the guys have both said, he participates for a while. Then the problems arise, his car breaks down, his house has a leaky roof. Someone in the family gets sick, he has to pay out a lot of money and bills, and, and he gets discouraged because he does not have much money to make the repairs or the money to repair, make the repairs. But now, as far as pleasures, those three things, again, were worries, pleasures, and riches. Pleasures. Personal desires distract him. Uh, he might buy a stereo. He might be a new TV or several, multiple TVs, a new car, and a new boat because he is not content with what he has, and he sees his neighbors and everyone around him, maybe even other people at church. And, and we have to be careful to not let people at church distract us from serving the Lord, too. Uh, and, and, and many times they don't have any intent of doing that. But we can just focus on the wrong things when we get to church. Anyway, he, he buys all these things he cannot afford. And then when he tries to pay for them, he gets discouraged. And, and then he decides he wants more money. And so he wants the Lord to give him a, a boost in pay at work or he wants to be promoted. And, and he, he is not content with what he has. That's the main thing. So it's an attitude, folks. Um. He does not realize that everyone has to control their spending. Even the rich people have to control their spending, people. How many of you have read, or if you haven't read, you look on the Internet and you will look at many, many basketball players or football players who have spent all their money that they made, and all of a sudden their job is gone and they don't have any money, and they've made millions of dollars. So anyway, you have to control what you have and what you make, and you have to use it wisely and spend it wisely. So it, here again, it's an attitude, folks. And what happens is he lacks faith because he does not spend time reading the Bible to talk with his fellow Christians to find the answers. He eventually becomes unhappy. And like the guy said or alludes, uh, he may stop going to church. Just like the guy who, uh, uh, the, the previous one, folks, he, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, he says, okay, I'll fix you, God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he says, right. I'll, yeah. I'll get you. I'll get you back I'll because you. this had nothing to do. I'll show you anyway. All right, Steve. So, so finally, you've got uh, the example we were all we all should be the 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 seed that falls on on fertile ground or being the ground the fertile ground for the seed. Uh, I, I've called it student of the word. Yeah. Um, because to me, it's not something that's a that's a done deal. And also, I'm inspired because the author of the uh, 
the, the, this particular study uh, labeled this chapter how to cultivate a teachable heart, a teachable mm. heart, mm. which to me says you're always, you're always learning, you're always growing in the faith. You're never quite done. And that's, that's what at least Jesus says, where he wants you to be. And he, again, the, the author says, or, or even actually scripture, we didn't, we didn't read the, uh, uh, the scripture from the NIV, but the NIV says, uh, the seed on good soil stands for those with a good, with a, with a noble and good heart. So that's, you know, that is not, it's kind of there to start with, maybe. Uh, or it's open to that, it's open to the world. The word doesn't necessarily turn you into, you know, bring, I think it adds to it. But if you bring that open mind and noble and good heart to it, uh, you'll be far more prone to gain something from the word and again as we we say uh, especially you know I, I i like to say we're not talking about the doing this to to assure your salvation your salvation is assured but but what we're looking to do with this is is become better christians and 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 strengthen our relationship with christ because that's that's really the source I, I, did you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah, no. The, the, the good soil, folks, uh, and, and I don't know an answer for this, but some people really want to learn about the Lord. You all know that. The, one of the reasons we are doing this, because us four guys want to do this, and we want to learn about the Lord, and we want to talk and encourage each other, folks. But some people will hear, just as we said in the other one, um, the thorns and the good soil, will hear the word of God, they will accept the Lord, but they will get bogged down because they get distracted. So what you have to do, I guess the person who whose seed falls on good soil, he hears the word, he accepts the word, he studies the Bible, he looks for guidance, he prays and asks God for help to which he, uh, he will receive trials when this happens. When you ask the Lord to bless you and guide you, you're going to have distractions. And uh, I noticed that whenever I was reading this afternoon, reading the word, uh, my mind got totally distracted, completely uh, uh, away from what we're reading here. Uh, but and then and you have to say, Lord, help me get back on track. Um, and that that folks is is Satan. So it doesn't just apply to the person who we compare to falling seed falling on hard ground or a path where people walk, which is not going to be cultivated, and the birds of the air come and take it. Folks, this also happens to us regularly, and at least it does to me. It may not the other guys, but to me it ha regularly happens. I get distracted. Something pops in my mind, and I just stop studying the Bible, stop <laughs> studying everything. And then I have to go, what am I doing, I, and, and get back on it. So, uh, and, and this has got to be a desire in your heart, folks. And I think Steve alluded to this. You've got to have a commitment to do these things. This person will meet and study with fellow Christians. He learns that many experience the same problems which he experiences. Our, our heart is the fertile soil we have. For You see, Jesus told us, where your heart is, there will be your treasure. So if your heart is focused on money, if your heart is focused on dating model ladies, which, which is okay if you keep them in perspective. With money. <laughs> with money. With, 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 <laughs> so if your heart is set on these outside desires, um, 
then then you will not you will not be consistent and you will not last serving the Lord. You will get distracted away from the kingdom. Now, a question here and a couple of questions regarding this, folks. First of all, I want to tell you that the Pharisees and the, and the scribes and Sadducees that we've talked about many times, uh, which Jesus, when he spoke this parable, he spoke it in mysteries. He did not intend for them to understand the meaning of it. Uh, not all of them had hearts that were proud and vindictive and, and, and uh, arrogant. You, you remember, folks, Jesus spoke with both Nicodemus and I believe in Joseph of Arimathea. They were Jewish leaders who had a heart to serve God and they were seeking for it. And they came to Jesus and they sought out the word of God and the gospel to learn about him because they knew he was different because he did miracles and signs that only people uh, who could do who were from the Lord and that were prophets. And in this case, Jesus was the main person. So the point here is, is a person, even us who are who try to serve the Lord and love the Lord and love starting the word and, and fellowship with each other, we are going to face financial and stressful problems just like everyone else. It doesn't take us away from those. But the question is whether or not we persevere and keep going and continue and trust the Lord to get us through the, uh, there's a church answer, trust us and <laughs> through the... Um, through the trials, Bill. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is Man Up, podcast number 250. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back, everybody. We're talking about uh, the parable of the sower. And I just wanted to, um, uh, as we get close to the end and tying this particular uh, story up, is understand this. Um, I've always, and, and I'm sure a lot of you out there, uh, when you hear the Bible stories, everybody picks out, who am I? Am I Paul? Am I, you know, uh, Barabbas? Am I doubting Thomas or whatever? I've always felt uh, I was one of the people in the crowd. And in this particular one, I'm the dirt. <clears throat> and the, the dirt and the I'm jerk. The, what I'm did the, you I'm say? The, I'm the dirt. <laughs> dirt, dirt. And I'm I'm the dirt. I'm the dirt in this particular one. And and, and you know, uh, as I've gone on in my life, there's times when yes, I, I've allowed thorns uh, to be in my system. Um, it, 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 sometimes I I have been the same as rocky ground. But there comes a point in time in life, and particularly a man, 
you'll sense that that you want you want to be fertile ground and you will prepare yourself to be it because at this point in time in your life for once this is important and i think there's i agree with steve when he talked about the dabbler and people that think wow that might be cool i'll dress up they have such a cool youth group and a lot of great people hanging out there but no that might get get you in the door but it's the depth of the knowledge and your yearning and what effect it has on your life mm-hmm and I'll just throw one other quick story out there. I had lunch with my son. He is absolutely manning up, moved out of the house. He has his job. He still goes to school. And you know what? I look back at my life, and without church, not only would he not be like that, but I would not be like that. And I think so many times we focus on the front end, being fertile ground yeah man all right you can still grow stuff that's crap okay no question about it you're fertile ground you can take responsibility make it a priority work it like i've said before if you want something quick don't go into farming nothing is quick and it all takes work but you know what the satisfaction is so deep and like after i had lunch with my son I am absolutely not worried about the guy I'm blessed he's a good guy the Lord is in his heart I'm not worried and you know what I look at that that's kind of like the back end of what this is because at one time he was just a seed with that uh, gonna start going around and uh, Steve Titch that's that's kind of the point what you're saying you you you're you're growing something be it a family or or a faith and the 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 interesting thing is that as i was putting this together you can apply any of these four categories to any curriculum if you want to call it or any I discipline agree. I, agree. I, I see it I, I could go through poker players who are exactly fall into all these oh, four categories yeah. you get oh yeah you get you know uh, the dabbler who's doesn't you know he'll never bet he'll never bet they'll know they'll only do that's things me up that's me that's me um You'll you'll get uh, you'll get uh, people who are you know distracted, <laughs> uh, and but I can use poker. I can use running. I can use chess. You and and if you if you you derive what you put in, there's a deep satisfaction and accomplishment mm-hmm. in doing something the right way, the right way. I I, I know some people that they, they they there's never a shortcut they wouldn't take. And, and you know what? And then they complain they about the fact that, oh, I got shortcut results. Well, no kidding. You, mm-hmm. you, you always take the shortcut. So, so when, it comes, when it comes to this, you can, you, can go to, you can go to church on Sundays. You can, you know, pull in or go in, stay for the service. Then, you know, as soon as the, the, last, the last choir number starts going, you get up and go. And you don't do anything. Now, 
now if you're coming in as a I'm going to say if you're coming in as a true believer you're 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 and and you've certainly given your heart to Christ you're saved but you you know what you talk about a lot the wrestler do you do and when you talk commitment you want to get in the game absolutely you 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 whether it's the wrestler or whether you're on the football team no one no one uh and no one's goal is to be third string, right? But you know, your 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 goal is to win the tournament. Your goal is to be number one, and and uh, so don't be so passive. And I think that's that's uh, and and that's I I personally, if I have problems with things, it's passive people. Now you can't be great at everything. You can be really maybe great at one or two things. But when you discover what that is, you know, be the best. Try to be the best. Do your best to be the best. And Christianity, the great thing about it is that that, that maybe is the one thing we can all be good at because God really comes up alongside us. The Lord comes up alongside us and, and helps us. Uh, and, 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 and we'll, even when we, when we wane, like when we falter, like when you do when you're can't you know? Can't open that Bible or can't do you know? Don't want to read another Bible. You, the spirit, the spirit pushes you. You turn to the spirit, and that's that's great. Mm-hmm. And and but the more the more experience you have with the spirit, the the more of a partnership it becomes. The less dragging the spirit does, and you're like I've said once before, you're in step with the spirit. You're not just keeping up. You're in step. You know the funny thing about it is my dad. Uh, sitting next to me in church and he looks at me he goes son you go to church i'll be here when i'm not physically here i thought that meant when he was working but now that i'm older my dad has passed on and he's still there with me in church i after having this lunch with my son i felt the same way and I told him, you go. I'll be there, whether I can physically be there or not. Michael Cropper? Yes, I'm here. Yay. <laughs> Folks, um, remember what this parable was about. It was about Jesus throwing the seeds out. And then remember what the seeds are. They are the gospel. They are the message about the kingdom of God drawing near. And, folks, that is that is up to us to spread the seeds, to sow the seeds, the gospel of Christ, and that the kingdom of God is near. And, and can you apply those four types of soil today? Yes. Can you apply them to the types of people you meet? Yes, at least four types of people you will meet in their hearts. Um, we live, times have changed since Jesus told this parable, folks. We live in a modern world with cars, planes, motorboats, computers, TVs, air conditioning, Running water, indoor, indoor out, indoor outhouses, <laughs> swimming pools. I have a toaster too. <laughs> Toasters Amazing. too, uh, microwaves also. <laughs> Folks, you would think that all of us would be content and happy. And and, and I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to those of us who uh, on whom the uh, seed was sown on good soil. You would think we'd be happy and content. If we have any of these things or all of these things, and most of us have practically all of these things. I don't have a boat, but that I don't need it either. 
But anyway, no, we find ourselves wanting bigger and better things. We are still not content. And I think, I think the key, again, to the good soil that the guys have been talking about is when you decide to serve the Lord is to be content. Study, set aside time to study, to pray, to worship, to fellowship with other believers. Uh, you don't have to do it 24-7, but set aside an hour, 30 minutes a day, something, whatever the Lord places on your heart, to remember him and focus on him, folks. And then, then the point is, is to have the attitude that will be strong and that it will trust in him and that it will not falter or fall away whenever, whenever you run into tests or trials. Now, another couple things about sharing the gospel and the seeds when you throw them out. Folks, you're not responsible for the outcome of those seeds. You're only responsible for throwing them out and sharing the gospel. Not everybody's going to accept the gospel that you throw out. And this Jesus said this very clearly. He said in the first one, he said, they will not accept the gospel and Satan will send birds to come and take the seed away. Um, also remember, women are responsible leaders with the gospel as well. Many people, including women, were healed and delivered of demons. That's from the parable of the day. Many women followed Jesus, supported his ministry. The scribes and the Pharisees had a distorted view of what God's kingdom really was all about. And they believed that the poor people were poor because they did not serve the Lord properly or they had sinned. And folks, that's far from the truth. The, the Lord targeted them because he knew that they would be the ones with the most receptive hearts and they would place a lot of their heart in serving the Lord. Uh, so like the good seed, or like the good soil in which the seed fell, folks, open your hearts to receive the Lord and remember that you need to serve the Lord. In John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Bill? Excellent. Just one final thought that, uh, that I had. Um, you can make your soil better, mm-hmm. but you really have to want to, and it doesn't happen overnight. And thanks so much on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper. My name is Bill Cox. Thanks so much for tuning in, and if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, SugarlandBaptist.org. Starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there isn't one, start one. This is Men Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.